Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. Hey there, and welcome to another STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods, sharing ways that you can add STEM to every classroom, every day. And with me today is a special guest, Tony Tatangelo. He's a kindergarten teacher in Iron Mountain, Michigan, which is way up in the UP. Uh, if, you, if you know college basketball at all, uh, that's the, the home of Tom Izzo, uh, coach of the Michigan State Spartans. And uh, welcome to the show, Tony. Thanks, Chris. Oh, it's, uh, it's great to have you here because I'm really excited uh, to hear your stories and share them with teachers because um, you've kind of kind of taught all different ages. You've gone from middle school, even taught some college algebra, and now you're a kindergarten teacher and you're adding STEM to that classroom. Um, That's, yes. How'd you end up in a kindergarten classroom after doing all those other things? Well, um, I was in a, in a middle school classroom down in Menominee, commuting, commuting back and forth from Iron Mountain, uh, 72 miles each way to work <laughs> and a uh, position opened up here uh, where we live and it started off as a PE position and ended as a early kindergarten and then moving into a kindergarten position. Wow. And, and, and so you're actually taking the things that you used to use as a, as a college algebra teacher, uh, as a middle school teacher, um, and, and you're adding amazing stuff to a kindergarten class. I mean, kindergartners aren't ready for high tech stuff, are they? Well, you know what? They are. If you're if you're willing to learn how to do it and bring it down to their level, they're they're ready for the challenge. Cool. And and so so tell us a few of the different things uh, you've been doing in your in your classes. You 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 mentioned to me already that you've you've been doing three D printing, uh, coding, uh, hydroponics. I mean, all those in a kindergarten class. That's that's amazing. How do you how do you do that stuff with kindergartners? Well, um, you know, to start off with the hydroponics, we started uh, looking at seeds and. In the, in the kindergarten curriculum, we have to look at how plants um, affect the environment and how things change. So we started off growing from a seed, and we wanted to look at having a, having a classroom salad. So the goal of our project was let's have a classroom salad when we're done while looking at how plants you know, affect our environment and, and affect us. And you know what, what better way than looking at sustainability? And uh, mm-hmm. things like that. I, I started looking online. I found some urban farming and sustainability projects that were done in the New York area. And we just kind of we ran with it from there. My kids have taken a look at different ways of setting up uh, hydroponic systems and then trying to create ones of their own. And it's amazing that, you know, they draw these up on on paper and with with some PVC pipe and, you know, a couple hand tools that, you know, you're bringing their, their projects to life. Yeah. And, and you had actually said that, um, that a, a local hydroponics store actually donated a bunch of the supplies. I mean, how, how simple is that even just to start asking around? Um, well, yeah, we went in and, uh, I spoke with one of the, our local stores and he was more than willing, wanted to get into the schools and, and help out and it was awesome he came in and 
you know, he talked to the, the students as well um, on exactly everything we were doing. We have a meter that uh, he's letting us borrow that uh, tells us our total dissolved solids, our pH, and our temperature. Wow. As different probes that go into our nutrient uh, solution. And he, uh, I mean, it was awesome. He wanted to get into the schools, talk to the kids, and he was down to their level as well, explaining what the probes do. Now when the kids come in um, in class, you know, right away they see the meter as they walk in the room, and, you know, they'll tell me if we have to uh, do something to our pH, if, if it's high or if it's low, or what our nutrient system is, and all that stuff revolves around numbers. And yeah. You know, they, I have kindergartners that are able to help me. You know, they're not measuring out the nutrients themselves, but they're they're able to to help me by taking the label off off of the uh, the bottle, and yeah. you know how much do we have to add? You know, yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and and it just starts. I mean, like you said, you you just had an idea, you started running with it. You know, it's based off of something that's in the curriculum you're supposed to be teaching about about plant life and, and those kind of things and, and just run with it and, and try something. Um, you're doing 3D printing. How, what, kind of, what kind of things can you get an elementary or even a kindergarten kid to be doing with, with 3D printing? So everybody told me when I started um, you know, doing 3D printing, which you see a lot in the middle school and the high school, and I said I was going to do it with kindergartners, and everybody told me I was crazy. <laughs> and there's a program out there called Tinkercad, which we use. Yep. And it's it's a very simple program. It's drop and drag, um, you know, with some basic things. And, you know, the power of 3D printing, especially for a child, you know, that's between the ages of five and seven in uh, kindergarten to come up with an idea, draw it out on paper, draft it or design it on the computer on this program program yeah and then it actually watch it you know create and build right in front of them is you know it's pretty empowering um so every every child um has created and gone online and created their own name tag so they created a name tag that gave them parameters it had to be 50 millimeters by 50 millimeters and no more than six millimeters tall and it had to say their name and it had to have a hole. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've got kids that decided, all right, 50 by 50, I'll put it in as a square. I've got some that created hearts, uh, oh. yeah. um, you know, you know, small pyramid looking shapes. Yeah. And they, it, it was cool to see what they came up with. Yeah. Gives them that, gives them that opportunity to be creative in, in a very different way and, and using something that's very high tech. And, and really very relevant, you're, you're almost laying that foundation for, uh, for, for being able to do even, even more exciting things when they get to upper elementary and middle school and high school. Um, yes, oh, cool. yeah. There's, uh, you know, and, and I look at a lot of things in middle school, and this is all stuff you, would, you could start middle schoolers off with as well. And I remember sitting down at a, a conference last year down in McCall, mm -hmm. and there was a, a teacher talking about how they were just starting to do some of this 3D printing with um, early high schoolers, ninth and tenth graders, mm -hmm. and I, I, I said, well, if a ninth or tenth grader can do it, there's got to be other programs and stuff out to make it easier for these kids. Yeah, uh, you know, I, the majority of these kids can probably run a computer better than me. I'm pretty decent at it, you know. 
Yeah. So, and 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 you had mentioned that you know as 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 a kid who maybe had a difficult time yourself when you were in school, um, you want your class to have that um, that interactivity, that um, that inquiry based uh, kind of idea. Yeah, as as you know, a person growing up, I I struggled to sit sit through school. I I wasn't the person to sit prim and proper, so you would say, at a table and. And, and and do everything. I was a hands-on kinesthetic learner. And I think, you know, there's a lot of students that are. And I try to tailor my class around to meeting all their different learning styles. And I've noticed by bringing a lot of the kinesthetic hands-on type stuff into the classroom, it, it's very easy to make things cross-curricular and, you know, also differentiate to every student. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're working at their level. Yeah. And, 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 you know, whereas a kid maybe can't necessarily sit still and, and learn a lesson um, by getting up and doing something uh, with their hands, uh, involving all those senses, uh, they're becoming inspired. And then, and then maybe soon enough when, when maybe they can sit still a little better, now they have a reason to actually learn uh, some of those sit still ideas. Yeah, you know, and I, I think a lot of it goes back to, you know, the way the way I teach. I don't teach for them to necessarily learn this is this is how you do it. I want them to understand this is why we do it. Uh-huh. You know, there's, there's the big the big question, the why behind. And you know, when you look at hydroponics and 3D printing and coding, you know, all that stuff being hands-on, looking at things from the inside, they understand why things are, you know, are starting to understand why things are the way they are and why, you know, why do we do things in a, in a systematic order? Yeah. And, and you talked about, you were telling me a story a couple of minutes ago before we started about, uh, you, you had the kids go outside and, and with a, just a shovel and, and a bucket and, and dig up a scoop of dirt and then bring it back. Yeah. They dumped it on their desks and they're looking through it with a magnifying glass and, you know how how simple, how great. I mean, that was there was no there's no funds, you know, that you need for that. No no prep work. It's let's just look. It, exactly. It just it's it's all hands on. It's all readily available anywhere you are, which is nice. And it just yeah. you know for some people it's it's teaching outside of their comfort zone. Yeah. You know, and there's there's a lot of learning that can be had. You know, just just looking at stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, your principal might walk past your classroom. Some other teachers might walk by and kind of wonder what the heck is all that dirt doing everywhere. But, you know, we'll get it cleaned up. You know, we, we promise. And, uh, you know, and, and those exactly. kids are learning. They are. You can't, you can't always replicate, you know, inspiring, you know, in, inspiration doesn't always come in this nice, easy, you know, handout clean item. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so you as as a teacher, um, you you've kind of taken you know bits and pieces of, of your experiences as a student. You you've pulled them into your classroom. Um, you see any you see any things that you uh, you you hope to do next or hope to try next? Yeah, you know, I I think what we're going to look at trying to do. Um, we hadn't kind of had an idea as I was sitting uh, today during my prep and I was watching the flag. And it was moving. And I, I think I started looking at kites 
Yeah. I want to figure out or figure out a way to, or a project for these kids with kites and to create them out of recycled materials yep. and just kind of, you know, let them, you know, explore with wind and how wind, wind and lift and thrust, you know, works on a kite. Yeah. And, and, and you were telling me, you know, the same, same thing also about a project. You just, you just gave them a few supplies um, and, and had them build bridges. Yeah. We, I just gave them some popsicle sticks and, you know, sent the popsicle sticks home and it was a great activity. It got parents involved, you know, working with their kids and it's, you know, sometimes there's parents that aren't available to be involved as much with their homework or, you know, with school, but it seems like send these inquiry hands on any of anybody will help out. Anybody wants to help and get involved. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that parent will probably, you know, for that evening that they're working on a cool project like that, they'll set their phone down and they'll actually do something with their kid and, and they're building bonds and connections at home. Thanks to a project that, you know, that you start in your classroom. Yeah. And, um, we, we all know that, uh, we need, we need more, uh, more parents, uh, taking, taking good time to spend, spend with their kids. So, um, awesome ideas, Tony. Um, so many, so many great ideas. And, and again, you're not, you know, you're not an expert in any one of these topics, uh, but you just tried something. You did something. You said, I'm going to do something. Let's make it exciting for these kids. Let's inspire them. Um, yeah. And it, you know, for me, it was, it was kind of close to home because I like working with my hands, but you know, and doing things and seeing a final project and seeing things through, but Watching these kids, though, come up with an idea, plan their idea, create their idea, more or less go through the engineering process. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it was it was cool to watch these little light bulbs click on. Yeah, yeah. You said you said one kid even came back with a bridge that 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 used all the weight you guys had, um, and it still wouldn't yeah. break. No, yeah, I actually had to take it home and put it underneath a press. It was it was pretty impressive. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, just how cool of a, of an inspiring, um, opportunity it is for, for those kids. Um, and those are lessons that are going to be able to transfer with them, uh, years and years as they go on. And, and I tell you what, as a, as a high school teacher myself, I thank you, Tony and, uh, and other teachers like you who are, who are making those, um, inspirational, uh, aspects of STEM very relevant at a very young age. And, and it's going to help when they get get to those older grades. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, Tony, it's been great having you on the show. Tony Tatangelo uh, from Iron Mountain uh, in Michigan. Uh, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show, Tony. Thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah. And uh, as always, uh, we, we love sharing stories of, of teachers and educators who are doing awesome things with STEM in their classroom. And uh, we love sharing those stories. Contact us if you'd love to be on the show. And as always, thanks for listening to the STEM Everyday Podcast and listen to all the great podcasts on RemarkableChatter.com. And until next time, I'm Chris Woods, and we'll talk to you later. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com. Thank <laughs> you.